We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori DeSimone. I am your host, Tori DeSimone, and I'm in like such a great mood right now for I think one reason, and the reason is, well, two reasons. First one being that I'm in sweatpants right now with like a full face of makeup on, which girls, we all know that that sort of hits different, you know? Like I always feel like prettiest when I go out and I come back home from like going out and I have a full face makeup on still. My hair still looks good, but then I get into sweatpants. I don't know, man. I just feel my prettiest when I'm in sweatpants with a full beat. It's just how I feel. I feel myself when I'm when I look like that, you know, like I just look my best. So I don't know. That's how I am right now. I had a business meeting um, at noon. It's now 2.30. I got home from the business meeting. The heel of my shoe broke off, which was awesome to know because when I was walking around the streets of Philly today, like I looked like a loser walking around because I was like, wow, my foot, I'm just not walking the right way. Like things are just not going how they should be going. And like, this is not all right. And I look like a buffoon. Like I looked like a loser walking around the streets of Philadelphia with like my one heel completely slanting over to the right side of my body. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just because like these streets are uneven. Like I was coming up with all these excuses. I get home from my business meeting. I take off my shoes. I change into my sweatpants. I have my hood up right now. When I take off my shoes, I'm like, something's just like not right. So I examine it and literally I take my hand and I twist it and the whole heel just came off. And I'm like, okay, this is why I was walking around like an idiot today. 
good to know. Another reason that I'm so happy is because I've started drinking coffee again. And um, we can talk about that probably not in today's episode. Um, But there's definitely been like a lot of research going around about food sensitivity testing. I touched on it a little bit last week, but here's what I'm going to say about it. Um, I cut out foods for like five months, four months, and um, I didn't see a huge difference. So that's all that I'm really going to say about it right now. But anyway, I started drinking coffee again and um, I've started making it with my own homemade cashew milk. You guys, this cashew milk, I'm going to give you the recipe to it right now and you guys need to write it down and make it and post it in the Facebook group. The Facebook group is Manifest with Tori Simone, and I want to hear what you guys think of it. This milk is the best thing ever and I like drink it straight from the um, mason jar that I put it in and I put it in my coffee. It is so freaking good. It's the best. So here's what you do. It's cashew milk. Okay. So you have to get a blender, a good blender. I use, um, what do I use? A uh, Vitamix. Use a Vitamix. doesn't matter though, as long as it's good and powerful. Um, you need one cup of cashews and then two and a half cups of water. Okay. They should be like swimming in there. Then um, some people use maple syrup. So I, I think I did for this one, I did probably like a tablespoon of maple syrup and then a little dash of, um, vanilla extract. It's even better with vanilla bean paste. Okay. So pitch, pick whichever one you want. Cinnamon, like a dash of cinnamon, a dash of nutmeg, and then a little bit of salt. And then you blend it on high on the highest setting on your blender for like five minutes. You don't have to strain it and it's done. Like you just blend it and it's done. Like it is so good. And put it in a mason jar, put it in your fridge, and it should last you a couple of days. Um, And, you know, like you get a big thing of cashews. It's $16 for like a big tub of cashews. Way cheaper than buying a lot of milk. And it tastes way better in my opinion. So here I am sitting at my desk with a full face makeup on in my sweatpants, drinking my coffee with my homemade cashew milk. So it's a good day right now. We're going to get into what I'm going to talk about in a second, but I wanted to say that it's been a very pivotal, 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 pivotal. It's been a very pivotal week for me this week. Um, I'm recording this on a Thursday. I'm recording this on February 20th. So it's been a big week so far. Um, you guys are going to hear about the week in uh, six days by the time you guys are hearing this. On Sunday at 7 p.m., Stride is announcing something very big. And um, I'm super, super excited about it. I've been working on it for the past couple of months. And I cannot wait to share with you guys. So that's Sunday at 7 if you guys want to follow Stride Spin and Fitness on Instagram. Also... Wednesday, Stride is going to be announcing something else too. So that's in two days. So um, very big announcements coming up and it's been a very big week. Um, It's been a big turning point for a lot in the business, in my personal life. 
Um, yeah, and I'll talk about that in a second, but um, it's been a really fantastic week and I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that are coming my way and that are all the doors that keep opening and all the new avenues of life that I didn't even know I was meant to explore are now being shown to me and I'm just very lucky and very blessed. So let's, let's dive into uh, the episode this week, shall we? Let's first start off with my new little format that I added to the podcast, which I'm loving so far. So three things that I'm grateful for. I kind of just talked about this a little bit, but the first thing is my extreme gratitude for what life is presenting me. Today, um, I had a business meeting. Why am I getting a FaceTime? Okay, I'm back. So sorry, I had to answer that FaceTime real quick. But what I was saying was I had a business meeting uh, today at noon, which is where I came from, and um the woman that I was having this meeting with is extremely busy, a CEO of a very, um, very successful company. And it was amazing that, you know, the meeting was rescheduled a couple of times. But when I was with her today, I was so grateful that she was able to even meet with me with her busy schedule. Like this woman is literally running a huge company. And I was so grateful that she was able to uh, even meet with me today. And I used like the words grateful, gratuitous to her today. And, you know, I kept telling her like, I'm so grateful that you were able to do this and we, ha- you had the time to meet and, you know, all these things. So using the language of manifestation has brought such a huge impact in my life. Um, just all the extreme gratitude of what life is presenting me. The second thing that I am extremely grateful for is um, a recent event that put all of my priorities into perspective. Um, This week, something sort of happened um, and it could have been taken one way, but I decided to take it a different route and it completely changed my priorities in life. Um, Well, it didn't change them, but it brought them to light. And I just sort of realized like I'm focusing all of my energy on the wrong things. Like I'm focusing way too much on like being 21 and hanging out with my friends. And I realize I'm like completely contradicting what I said last week, but like I've never been one to act my age. So like, why would I start now? And it's just like all of my priorities were really put into perspective. And it's like, I'm not like everybody else and I need to use that to my advantage. And like, I, I got, I got big shit going on, man. Like I, I gotta keep that mindset that I have big things in the works and my priorities were just really put into perspective. And since then it's been amazing. Like I wake up excited and motivated and just so beyond driven. So I'm really grateful for, um, what happened this week that really put that in, into, um, brought everything to light. And then the third thing that I'm extremely grateful for is speaking up about what's hindering my mind. Um, like I don't know I feel like we all deal with things internally and I've been always suppressing it and I've always kind of been ashamed of what's going on um and I'll I'm I, I'm positive I'll talk about it one on the podcast I'm just not quite ready to yet um but I've been starting to talk to it more and more with people that I trust and people that I love and it's been bringing conversations and people that I didn't know went through similar things that I'm going through or have gone through um it's bringing forward all those people that I didn't even know were affected by the same thing that I'm kind of going through. So it's been, um, 
it's been really amazing to just connect with people on a deeper level that I didn't know about. And it's just been bringing up conversations and people that I'm really grateful for. So, um, yeah, everything is just like amazing lately. And I, I just completely owe it to gratification and manifestation and, you know, just trusting the process and letting go when, when you let go, actually we're down a quote, I should find it. Um, I did a, um, I did a meditation the other day. There were two quotes that really stuck with me. The first one was the universe has no obligation to make sense to you. And that really, really hit me because I feel this is such a tangent, but I feel like there's so many things that happen in our life that when they go, when they occur, when they happen, we are always like, why me? And we think the world's out to get us. You know, why does this happen to me? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good person. I'm nice to everybody. You know, why are bad things happening to me? I feel like a huge thing is like when a super healthy person gets cancer. I just watched the documentary Heal on Netflix and this one woman is super healthy and they were saying like, oh, if you got cancer, nobody's safe. And it's like, you know, why her? She does yoga all the time and acupuncture and green juice and she only eats fruits and vegetables like why did this woman get cancer and the answer is the universe has no obligation to make sense to you and it's all of it was her mindset that completely got her out of cancer and current currently being cancer free so while it doesn't make sense it has a path and you just have to trust it so even if you don't understand it um, you don't need to because the universe has no obligation to make sense to you the other quote that I got from a guided meditation that I did the other day was um a very small quote, but it stuck with me. And it says, by letting go, it all gets done. And that really hit me because on Monday, I was super overwhelmed. I had a million things to do. And like, I, I just had to get them done. So the, the way for me to get, get it done was just to accept that it had to get done. So it was going to get done. So by letting go, it all gets done. And I don't know, such a tangent, but those two things really stuck with me and I want to share them with you guys. All right, let's move on to what I'm manifesting this upcoming week. So the first thing is quick turnaround times. This will all make sense once we announce uh, or I announce the big thing that I'm working on on Sunday at 7 p.m. So that'll kind of make sense, but just to know that I'm manifesting quick turnaround times. The second thing that I'm manifesting is wealth for stride yet again. I feel like I can never manifest this enough. Um, so just continuing with financial success for stride and um, yeah, all that's to come. And the third thing that I'm manifesting is a healthy relationship with food. Again, I talked about this a little bit last week and um, you guys know that it's something that I always am working towards just having a great relationship with my food. So this is definitely something that I am manifesting and telling myself that I have a healthy relationship with food. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. That's what I'm manifesting. And let me talk very quickly about the question of the week that I got from the Facebook group. And this is from Isabel. So really quick, the Facebook group, if you guys want to join it, it's Manifest with Tori D. Simone. Search that on Facebook and you should find it. Just request access and it's going to be in there. So Isabel asks, how do you manifest when you're feeling really down? I find it really hard to think positively with negative thoughts in my head. And this is a great question and it can be taken in so many different avenues. So this might get kind of lengthy and tangenty, but I'm going to try my best. So um, this is actually very relevant because I had this one client 
Um, and uh, if she's listening, you know exactly who you are. And um, she pulled me over after class one night and she was telling me about what's going on in her life. And um, I love that I can be there for my clients and that I can help support them and you know, really be there for them. Spin's a very vulnerable thing and a relationship between a client and instructor bond is very special. I really value that. So when she pulled me over after class and she was like, hey, like this is what's going on. Um, and I found it really hard to be so positive. Like your, your podcast helped me so much, but it's really, really hard when I'm constantly in this headspace of depression or anxiety, or I'm, I'm just going through things that, you know, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's hard to, it's hard to get these negative thoughts out of your head. And trust me, I totally, totally get that. So the first bit of advice that I have is that you have to want to get better. Um, I remember when I was, uh, like 12, 13, 14, I was going through a state of depression and it was the very first and actually the only time that I've gone through it. And for that, I'm so beyond grateful. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I haven't experienced it again. Um, but I know exactly what that feeling is because I also went through it too. So when I was depressed and I wanted to get better, um, there were times where, I really knew that I wanted to get better and I didn't, I just wanted, I wanted the thoughts to go away. I wanted everything to just be over. I wanted to be happy again. But then there was a part of me that was, it was the depression talking and it was kind of like, well, this is what I'm so used to. Do I actually want to get better? Like, do I actually really want to get rid of this burden? And it's kind of like a sick mind and it's kind of a sick mentality that depression can do to people. Um, so you have to want to get better first and foremost. Uh, and you have to honestly, truly want it. You have to not want it because other people tell you that or because that's what you think you should be doing. You have to actually want to get better. Once you want to get better, then you need to remind yourself that any negative thoughts, um, even sometimes positive thoughts, but especially all negative thoughts is your ego speaking. So I've talked about this in a couple other episodes, but we have an ego and then we have a higher self. There's tons of podcasts you guys can listen to. The Doctor's Pharmacy is really, really good. Um, he just has an episode with, uh, oh God, I'm the worst for forgetting his name, DeCobb or something like that. Um, and he is amazing and he speaks a ton on mindset and just a lot of things that put everything into perspective for me and I'll go into that in a minute. But pretty much when you're negative, that's your ego talking to yourself. And it's so easy to get caught up in your ego, especially because we identify with the ego. Like for me, if I were to give an elevator pitch of myself, hi, my name is Tori Simone. I am 21 years old. I am a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I am loyal to my friends. I'm funny. I'm driven. I'm motivated. Da, da, da. All of those things that I just said were ego characteristics. Me saying, hi, I'm Tori. That's a name to identify my ego. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. That's a role that I play. That's not actually like what my soul does. It's just a role that my ego presents it to itself. Um, me being funny, that's a, you know, that's a projection of what my ego believes for itself to be. Like All of these things are just ego traits about yourself. What the difference is, is removing yourself from your ego and waking up to your higher self. That's kind of when you're able to pull away and look at your negative thoughts as ab as abstract objects and you can like throw them away. I know that probably sounds like a little mumbo jumbo and maybe a little hard to grasp, but 
once you detach your higher self from your ego, from the I, from the me, that that is what you believe that makes up you, that's just the roles that you tell yourself. That's your consciousness giving you projections or an experience of some sort. You know what I mean? Like feelings is an experience. Um, When we're writing something down on a piece of paper, our conscious mind is writing something down, but that's an experience. Everyone can experience writing differently. Um, You know, I really got to thinking about this super heavy the other day when I was driving home from Philly and I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about how we all view the world differently. The way that my eyes view the world is how I assume everybody else views the world, right? I assume that the way I see humans is how other humans see other humans. But who's to say that the way my eyes work or the way I see other humans isn't how other humans see me. I don't know how other people see what I look like or what any other human looks like. Like, what if to me, I think the color red is actually yellow? You know, like my whole world can be so different because we give meaning to objects in our life. I'm going on a huge tangent here, but just kind of stick with me. Um, Everything that we experience is all dependent on how we label things, how we identify things, right? So, I mean, like for me, I say like I have blonde hair and blue eyes. What if my eyes are actually, you know, black and I don't know that they're black because I think that the color black is blue and I think the blue is black. Um, What if my hair that I view as blonde is actually what most people would consider to be a color of purple? Um, You know, how do you even describe purple? Like there are so many different things that the way my eyes view the world is totally different than how maybe someone else views the world. Like when I think of a human, I have a picture of a human in my mind. What if when someone else pictures the word human, they don't see what I see? Like, I don't know what other eyes, I don't know what the world through another set of eyes look like. I only know what it looks like through my set of eyes. I probably sound like I'm on drugs. I probably sound crazy. I'm not totally sober. Just have a little bit of caffeine from my coffee with amazing cashew milk. But do you kind of get what I'm saying? What I'm getting at is that Your thoughts are abstract. Colors are abstract. What's in front of us, this microphone that I'm talking into, it's all an experience for me. Like to other people, maybe they see this microphone as a refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like who's to say that things don't look different and sound different and feel different to every single person? Um, So to kind of wrap up your question of how do you manifest when you're feeling down? I think I find it hard to think positively with negative thoughts in my head. My answer to that is remove yourself from your ego. Your higher self is awake. Your higher self is your soul and your higher self knows that depression and negative thoughts and bad circumstances aren't going to last forever. It's, it's not a, it's not your life path to be upset and depressed and sad all the time. Your ego is protecting itself from fear or from any other factors that I'm not aware of. Um, but if you can remove yourself from your ego, you can kind of take a step back and look at your thoughts as an abstract object and quite literally throw it away. And I think that's going to help change you a ton. Once you start viewing yourself as your higher self and not your ego, a lot of things are going to change in perspective. So um, that is my introduction today. Um, I guess it's a pretty good time to take a quick little break. How cute is it that I have these little ads here now? So I have to say like, we're going to take a quick break. So we're going to take a very quick break and then we will get right back and we'll talk about how to find your people. (laughs) 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally adjust the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 
15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with Asana. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. Okay, now we're back. So in the Facebook group, a ton of you guys um, wanted to hear an episode on how to find your people. I love this topic. I think it's a great topic. And um, honestly, it's one that I was a little hesitant to do because I never feel like I've had a great group of people around me. Um, in comparison to like what I see, you know, like you see this at come friends and it's like a girl and a guy friend group and they're super mixed and it's like awesome. And like, they love each other. And like, it's just, it looks super, super fun. Um, I compare myself and my friend group to, uh, you know, other friend groups that I see that have like 20 people and it's girls and guys. And it's like, they're all like just having a great time. Like people that I went to high school with, like they have a, like a very large mixed friend group and a couple grades above me, a very large mixed friend group. My sister always had guy friends and like, I never had like a mixed friend group. Um, I've never had like a great friend group of like guys and girls that were always super close. You know, I went in phases throughout high school, but I've always just had like a very small, tight knit, close group of girlfriends. So it's been like one or two girlfriends and like sometimes like a third would come in, but then normally like me and one of the other girlfriends would just get like super, super close. And then like the other one feel like they're, they're like third wheeling us like weird. Like I don't really know, but I've never had like an abundance amount of friends. I've always had amazing friends, um, but never like ton. So I wasn't sure if I was like really even the right person to talk about this with, especially because I have a lot of trouble making new friends. Um, but I have other like tips in here to kind of talk about making new friends and like what you want out of your friends. So I'm really, I'm excited about this episode today and let's just dive right into it. So how to find your, pe- how to find your people. The first thing that I want to talk about is how to simply just make friends. Um, a lot of my employees at Stride, the high school girls, when they're going off to college, they, you know, we were talking about college and I was like, honestly, the number one thing that no one really tells you about is like making friends in college isn't always the easiest thing. Like you see everyone on Instagram and like TikTok and Facebook and like whatever. They all make these amazing friends in college and it makes it look like they've been friends for years and they're super close. And, you know, you can only imagine that's because they live together. They're in a sorority together. Like they spend every single day together. Like you're not with your family at college. So your friends literally become your family. And it just looks like people get so close so fast in college. So when I went to college and that didn't really happen with me, like I made one amazing friend in college, which I'll talk about her in a little bit. Um, But when I made one amazing friend in college, I was like, okay, why aren't I making like more friends in college? Like, I feel like I should have like a friend group. It's the first semester and I don't have a friend group. Like what's wrong with me? So that's sort of when I started to freak out. And then like hearing like Brooke and Gretchen talk about like post-grad and how like, well, Gretchen is in the same town as um, she was for college, but Brooke, especially, you know, saying like, hi, Brooke, if you're listening, um, 
that it's like kind of difficult to make friends like post-grad and all these sorts of things and like totally get that. Um, So it's hard to make friends. So I have a couple tips on just simply how to make friends. So the first thing is to just live your life the way you envision it to. Um, go. That means like do is what your higher self would do. Go to workout classes, go to the grocery store, um, just do et- like anything that you would want to do with your life. Like don't, don't change that because all the people that are meant to be in your life are going to align with what you do on a daily basis. Like for me, like when I was home from college and all my friends were at school, I was just doing me, you know, I was going to spin classes, I was going to the gym, I was just doing YouTube and going to the grocery store and that's it. Like sometimes I'd go to Westchester and I'd go out to the frats and stuff, but, and I made friends that way, but like I would just do the things that I wanted to do and I made no apologies and the people that were also like in the same area as me were people that were like-minded and that sort of made it easier to meet people that way. Um, So just keep going about life as you normally do. Another way to make friends is to hang out with friends of friends. So like for example, my roommates now, um, they already have an established friend group and I'm, you know, mutually close with a couple of the girls. I, well, close, maybe not the right word, but I'm mutual friends with some of the girls and I just find myself like, you know, realizing that like their friends are awesome and like I could totally see myself like being friends with them and just being introduced to like other friend groups and stuff like that is a great way of, um, you know, just getting to know your friends' friends, I think is important important too. Um, in the Facebook group, someone recommended doing an improv class and she was like, you don't even have to be funny. You don't even have to want to be a comedian. You don't even have to like, like improv. It's just like a really cool way to meet people. And it's just like such an icebreaker that like I made some of my best friends that way. And I was like, wow, that's actually a great idea. Like would never think to do that, but it's a great idea. Um, Katie Bellotti talks a lot in one of her podcasts. I forget which one it is. Um, but she talks a lot about, uh, meeting up with, uh, girlfriends and kind of going on like girl dates uh, with people that she just like met through like YouTube or creative spaces in New York and stuff like that just like going to get drinks and that's like honestly so true like Mia which is one of my employees right now uh, she got into a sorority at her college and she's like going on girl dates right now to like find out who her big is gonna be but honestly like she's just meeting so many girls this way and I'm like you know what like a good old-fashioned girl date to like go get drinks or like coffee or go to a yoga class together or something like it's just a good way to bond with people. And like, it doesn't always have to be like going out to get like dinner or coffee. Like it doesn't only have to be with a romantic partner with guys. Like you can totally just like set up girl time and like go on, like meet new people and like go out and get drinks with a girl, like totally normal, totally friends. And just like a thing that I don't think I do enough. Like I should totally just like start being like, getting out there and like just meeting new friends you know it's it's a great way to do it um something that caller daddy said that I've that Lindsay and I literally have adopted into our daily life is tinder um tinder bumble hinge whatever but meeting the guy to infiltrate the girlfriend group so like you go out with like a big group of guys or you go out like with a guy and then he's out with his friends and it's like girls and guys and you just make friends with like the girls you know and like when Lindsay and I went to Xfinity we literally went that day and we're like okay our goal today is to meet a guy friend group so we went and we're like at this bar or whatever and um 
if you're familiar with Xfinity Live, um, you know, but if you're not, it's it's this big sports bar in Philly and it's huge. So there's like multiple bars inside of this one bar. And one of the bars has a bull that people ride on the bull. So I was standing around like the pen, just like watching all these people ride the bull. I was, there was music playing. I was having a great time. Like me and Lindsay were just living our best life, man. Like we were just vibing, having such a good time. This group of guys um, were like kind of across from us on the other side of the bull. So like they were pretty far away from us, but like we could see them, they could see us. This one guy like points right to me and he's like, come here. And I was like, Lindsay, like, let's go. So she's like, why are we going to go? Like, they're not even that cute. I'm like, we're here to make guy friends. We're infiltrating a guy friend group. So we went over there and he was like, what do you guys want to drink? And we're like, Malibu Bay Breezes. So he got us drinks and then he's like, all right, like, I get that you guys probably don't want to like hang out with us and like talk to us, but like whenever you guys need drinks, just like come on back. And we were like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, like totally like just come on back. And we were like, okay. So we like got our drinks. We left, we did our own thing. And whenever we needed more, we just went over back to like that table and got more drinks, mingled for a couple of minutes with our new guy friends. And then we like would leave again. And then after that, we all follow each other on Instagram and yeah, friend group right there. Like, you know, you just got to like infiltrate the guy friend group and you can totally do this by like meeting guys on like dating apps and then going out to like meet with them, like in groups of people like me and Lindsay would like go out and like meet other people. Um, and then you can like infiltrate like the girlfriend group, like if they're out with like their girlfriends too. And like, that's a really fun way to do it. Caller daddy said that and it's stuck with me ever since. Cause it's a great mentality. Personally, I've made all of my friends through spin there is only one person in my life that is not involved in spin that I talk to on a daily basis. Like every single important person in my life with the exception of one person that I talk to every single day and that is remotely important to me is involved in spin. My entire life revolves around spin in the studio and like kind of how that's how I made my friends, all of my people in my life. I'm, and I'll go into it. You'll hear about all the main people in my life. All of them are somehow tied in to spin. So the the biggest thing that happened to me in my life was starting to take spin classes and then eventually I owned a studio. That avenue turned into friendships and acquaintances, best friends, co-owners, roommates. Like every avenue of my life came from something that I started as a hobby that I then made my life. Like even, even if I just kept it as a hobby, I would have so many more friends than I did if I didn't have a hobby. So the best way to simply make friends, to tie this all together, is to do exactly what you would want to do, get a hobby, and you're going to meet people that way. You're you're guaranteed to. So we obviously talk a lot about manifesting in this uh, podcast. So I want to talk about what do you want out of your friend friendships. And this is literally you manifesting your friendship goals, for lack of a better term. So literally write it down if you need to manifest what you want in my manifestation 10 year plan in it. I have a big section about my friends, how like I can tell you how many of my friends, what we look like, what we're doing, all of these little details. So I want you to really start to think about this stuff. Do you want a group of girls? Do you want a group of guys? 
Do you want just girls? Do you want just guys? Do you want a mixed group? Um, how many friends do you want? What do you want your weekends with them to look like? What do you want your weeknights with them to look like? Do you want to watch The Bachelor together every Monday night? Do you guys talk all the time? Do you have a group chat? Do you talk only sometimes? Are they funny? How do they make you feel? Do you go out together on the weekends? Do they drink? Do they do drugs? Do they eat healthy? Do they eat shitty? Uh, do they want the same things as you in life? Are they single? Are they in relationships? Do they want kids? Do they have kids? What do they look like? What do you look like around them? Do you see yourself drinking wine around a kitchen island? Are you guys at a fancy dinner, sex in the city style in New York City with your group of girls? Like manifest what your friendship what your friendships look like. Is it just one? Is it two? Is it three? Like how many people here are we talking about? Get so specific with this. Your friend group should always inspire you to continuously be better. You should always want to level up with your friends. Like I remember... And, you know, I have so many friends now that are just so great in so many avenues of their life that it makes me want to improve myself. Like if I have a friend that, you know, works out in fun ways and like eats a very healthy diet and just has like a very balanced lifestyle, like that makes me want to be a better eater and it makes me want to be more uh, healthy and you know, whatever. Like it just, it makes me want to level up. If I surround myself with other friends that are out here doing like amazing, cool things, it makes me want to be a better businesswoman. It makes me want to be a better business owner. Like your friends should make you level up. And they should continuously inspire you and motivate you and support you. It should never be a competition. It should never be like, oh, like, well, this friend's prettier. So like, I'm not going to go hang out with them because it makes me feel like less of myself or this friend's more successful than me. So that makes me feel less of myself. So I'm not going to go hang out with them. Like you should always want to do, um, you should always just want to be leveling up with your friends. Absolutely. For sure. When it comes to a tight knit friend group versus abundance, I always say quality over quantity. Like, who am I going to be excited to tell things to? If I have a free day, do I want to hang, do I want to hang out with you during it? Like, do I feel like I have to constantly entertain this person or can this friend and I just chill and be totally normal? Like, do I feel like I have to hold back around you? Do I feel like I have to say or act a certain way to fit in with you? Like you should always have a great quality of friends over the amount of friends that you have. Like I'd always rather have one best, best, best friend than like five kind of good friends always. I'd always be like that. And the last thing that I'm going to say on this topic is that you are your friend group. So how do you want to identify? Like you are your weakest link. And like that kind of sounds awful to say, but it's true. Like if you are surrounding yourself with all these amazing people, but then there's one person that's always bringing the group down or there's one person that's always challenging the group or making things difficult, that's your weakest link. And that's, you know, is that really who you want to surround yourself with? We're going to take one more quick break. How cute is it that I get to say we're taking breaks? Um, And then when we get back from the break, we are going to talk about drifting apart from friends, knowing when to end a friendship, um, how to know if you have the right friends, and we'll even talk a little bit about men. So... We'll be right back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. 
So drifting apart from your friends is totally normal. Um, and it can happen all the time for so many reasons. Moving, um, the biggest thing that I realize is the inconvenience of not seeing each other every single day because of, you know, whether you work together, you go to school together, whatever. And I firmly believe in the phrase, like you either grow together or you grow apart and it's one or the other. So there are so many reasons why people drift apart. Now I'm going to get kind of personal in this episode to talk about my friends and talk about people that I've drifted apart from and how I met a lot of my friends and stuff like that. So one of my prime examples, um, is my best friend from, uh, high school, um, her and I were the best of friends in high school, but I sort of knew, um, we'll call her Stacy. I knew Stacy and I wouldn't be friends outside of high school because I knew that we were just really friends because it was convenient for us to be friends. We were in a lot of classes together. We were, uh, pretty similar, like-minded. We had a good time together and like we had fun. We had the same friend groups and yeah, it was like, it was a convenient thing for sure, for sure. Um, there's no beef whatsoever. We just drastically grew apart. Like her and I are so different now. Like I, I talked to her, uh, maybe about a month ago and it was the first time that I talked to her in years. And I was like, wow, like this girl and I are so unbelievably different now. Um, and it just like happens. Like we just grew apart and that's totally normal. There was no beef, no bad blood, like still wishing her the best, but that's just like how it is. Um, I had another friend, we will call her Ashley. Ashley and I met at my old job um, when I had a part-time job at uh, Sweet and Sassy. We met there and she was great. She was one of like the friends that didn't go to my school and um, we were super, super close. And we also were kind of friends out of convenience and like we just took very different life paths. Like because we didn't go to school together, we definitely had to make an effort to see one another on the weekends and like that was super fun. And whenever we saw each other, like it was like no time has ever passed. Um, but once college hit, like we just took totally different paths in our life and that's totally fine. Again, no beef. We just completely grew apart and it's just, it happens sometimes. Um, I had another friend and we also met at the old work. We'll call her, uh, Margaret, Margaret and I, um, met at sweet and sassy as well. And we stayed pretty close throughout the years, but we drifted apart just because, um, our lives took different paths. And the, like when I went one path, she kind of stayed stagnant, totally fine. Um, but I think that it made her feel really insecure around me. And that's not my fault. That's not her fault. It's just like, it's just how it was. And that's going to happen. Like it's lonely at the top. And people always say that I don't say that to sound conceited. Like you hear it all the time. Um, but it's true. Like people are either with you or they're against you and it's nothing to be mad about. It's just life. And I love her. I have so much love for her in the world. We're still pretty close to this day, um, but we're just not as close as we once were. And that's totally okay. Your friends should inspire you and make you want to level up and there shouldn't be comparison or competition. So um, it just, it's a part of life. So when you do find yourself drifting apart from friends, just keep it all love, you know, just keep sending love to everybody in your life and keep just reminding yourself that you are so grateful to have these amazing opportunities and times with them. Just stay super grateful. Now on the flip side of that, there's definitely is a time to know when to end a friendship or even a relationship. Um, in the Facebook group, someone said, um, 
that she knew when to end a friendship or relationship because she would ask herself, when I move away, like if I'm in college or graduate school, when I move away from this place, is this a friendship I'm going to continue? Is this person going to put in effort to see me? Am I going to want to put effort in to see them? Is this friendship going to benefit me? Um, Another thing to think about is, is this person toxic to you? Is there always drama around this friend? Are you scared to speak your mind to this friend? Are you scared of being judged by them or making them upset with your actions that aren't even really bad? Do your other friends, this is a big one, do your other friends not want to hang out with you when you're around this one particular friend? Is this friend bringing you value or is it bringing you manipulation? kind of a hard thing to realize, kind of a hard thing to grasp because we love the people in our life, right? We don't want to think that they're toxic to us and we don't want to have like bad blood with anyone. I don't, I personally don't like drama. I'm very non-confrontational. It's not my thing. I don't really like it. Um, and like if something upsets me, I just sort of let it go. I don't really, you know, unless it's something that I, I want to say that I'll say in a kind manner, but I kind of just let things roll off my back and I just don't, I don't really take it too personally. Um, but Sometimes you do have to know when a friendship or relationship is getting toxic and when there is time to step away. So I just want you to think like, is there always drama around this person? Are they bringing you down? Are they making, are they genuinely making you happy? I have this one friend that, um, she was one of my absolute best, 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 best friends. Uh, we'll call her Savannah. Um, that's my cousin's name, but it's not my cousin. Um, Savannah was one of my absolute best friends and we were so close and she was someone that I, uh, send a lot of love to. Um, but I, I, I won't ever forget what happened. So I was going down one path of my life. She was going down another And I don't know why, um, maybe she got jealous or like uh, the only thing that I could think of is jealousy. Um, and I hate when other girls say that, like, oh, they're just jealous of me. Like, no, maybe they're probably not like, maybe you actually like wronged them. But like, I, I can self-reflect and I can totally tell you when I'm in the wrong. I do not think I was in the wrong for this at all. I think this one friend just got jealous. Savannah got jealous. And she said the most awful, nasty hurtful things to me. And I will never forget what she said because she said everything with the intention to purely hurt me. She, her and I were great friends throughout high school and she knew what other kids would say to me. She knew what kids said about me, um, just about like my YouTube and stuff. And she knew my insecurities because her and I were very close. She knew what bothered me. And one day she turned all of that against me and used all of my vulnerability against me and uh, was just extremely hurtful. And her goal was purely to hurt me. And she wanted me to fight back and she wanted me to say these nasty, awful things to her. But that's, I I didn't, Uh, I didn't say anything. I, you know, she was like going off on text about me to me and saying awful, awful things like I'm the most selfish bitch she's ever met in her life and how, you know, I'm such a effing C word and how no wonder no one in high school liked me just like awful things. And I was just responding, being like, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. And then she would get mad and be like, well, why aren't you fighting back? And it's like, well, you clearly have your mind made up about me. Like, I'm not going to sit here and like defend myself and you're just coming at me for like pursuing a goal of mine. Like I, I, it was just, it was so beyond hurtful to me. Um, I, 
I completely forgive her. She was in a very dark place at the time. And I know that she was going through a lot. And I know that she was upset by me pursuing my goals because I think that she wanted to be doing what I was doing and she wasn't. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I can only assume a couple things. But, you know, she was in not the best place in her life. And she was clearly projecting all of that onto me. So for that, I forgive her. But I will never forget what she said to me and how those words impacted me. Because it's not that what she was saying made me upset. Because not for a second did I believe what she was saying about me at all. Because I, I know myself. Like I, I know I'm not what she was saying. That's not what I, what I mean by her words. What I meant was I'll never forget that the intention of those words was to purely hurt me. And that is really hard um, to know that someone that was literally my best of friend was so awful and so nasty and so rude um, and so hurtful. But that's how I knew that it wasn't the right friendship for me. And that led me to other friendships that I might not have ever had the opportunity to meet or get to know or pursue like everything happens for a reason. I know I always say it on this podcast, but I truly mean it. Everything happens for a reason. And yes, it was super unfortunate and it was not fun to hear these things, but, um, it taught me a lot and it taught me when to move on from a friendship or relationship. Now, like I said, uh, this girl Savannah and I, uh, we're fine. We're cool. We are all good. Totally forgive her. Um, but I won't forget what was said and I won't forget the intention behind those words, but I only send love and, um, yeah, I hope, hope all, hope all's good. And that's all that you can do. You just got to keep moving on and just hope all's good. But that led me to knowing how I have the right friends to make sure that I was assured that I have the right friends. And there's one word. My mom says this all the time with relationships and friendships. It should be easy. And that's that on that. Like I could end the podcast there. Like it should be easy. Friendships are like relationships in the sense that they take work. Both parties should be putting in effort to see one another, to talk to one another, to hang out with one another, to be friends with one another. They take work, but the work should be easy. It should be fun work. It shouldn't be something that it's like a production every time you hang out. It should be fun. It should be easy. It should be enjoyable. Like these should be your best friends that you want to go hang out with and want to spend time with. I'm so lucky that I have so many examples to share with you guys. So the first one is with Lindsay. You guys know Lindsay is my best friend on literally planet earth. Um, so Lindsay and I met at spin. I don't think I ever told the story of how Lindsay and I met on my pod. So here we go. Um, I was teaching spin at my old studio that I was an instructor at and I taught the early morning 5:45 AM classes and Lindsay, I had no idea who this girl was started to come. Well, her first class was at nine 30 spin and she came with, um, a girl that went to a different high school than me, but I like knew of her. Um, so she brought Lindsay, they were college roommates and yeah, so Lindsay came, didn't really talk to either of them. Um, it was like a hi, bye sort of deal. It was great. Then Lindsay started coming on her own to the 5:45 AM spin classes and she lived like 30 minutes away from the studio. So that means that she would have to get up at like five to leave her house to get like a bike and stuff. So when she would walk in, she would have a full face of makeup on like full fucking beat. And I was like, this girl is my fucking bitch. Like 
that's my bitch right there. Like a full face of makeup at 545 in the morning. Like I respect that. I love that. And side note, look, like Lindsay was, that's who Lindsay is, man. Like that's just who she is. She's being completely herself. And she's now found somebody, me, that loves her for exactly that. Like she found her person. Sorry, Lindsay, if I'm calling you my, I'm your person, but like I am. Um, She found her person by being completely herself. Like, and that's what's going to bring the people in your life. Like, don't change for anybody in your life. Like, you're going to find the right people by being who you are. So, like, her coming to spin with, like, a full beat of makeup on at 5 in the morning, I was like, that's my fucking bitch right there. Like, that's my girl. So, um, yeah, like, that's sort of how it started. And then one day after class, she was like, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah, like, what's your name? And she's like, Lindsay, like, can I tell you something? I was like, yeah, oh, my God, absolutely. Um. And then she like asked me a question about like a boy or something. And then we started talking about boys. And then I don't even know after that, like how we got close. Like we just started like following each other on Instagram. And then like, I remember she had blue. Oh, I remember how I followed her on Instagram. We went to the same hairdresser and my hair girl at the time, Courtney posted a photo of Lindsay. And I was like, oh my God, this girl takes my spin classes. And she asked me about a boy the other day. Like I know this girl and this is the girl that I love that wears makeup to all my classes. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I followed Lindsay that way. And then she got, um, she like dyed the ends of her hair blue. Like she had like little like blue aquamarine stripes in her hair. And I remember she posted a photo. She was blonde at the time with like these little blue stripes. And I was like, this bitch is really out here doing something. So I commented on it and I was like, this is it. Or like I said something I was like, but like, wow, like this is it. And after that, we just like became friends. Like we would like talk all the time at the studio. Um, we went to the mall a couple times. Like, I don't know. We just got like kind of close. I have no idea how we got so close, but we just like did. And now she's like my sis and I literally can't imagine my life without her. And it's easy. Lindsay and I had one tiff like ever and her and I were so upset, man. Like it wasn't even a fight. It was just like, we had like a disagreement, a miscommunication and like she was upset with me and me, like I was so sad for making my best friend so upset with me. Like I literally, her and I were both like saying how we felt like we were going through a breakup. Like there was like, we were so sad to not be with each other like every day. I mean, we were, it was a day and a half that we had our tiff and that's all that her and I could handle. But we were so sad, like not talking all day to each other. Like we were just so sad. Like I barely talked to her today and it like feels super weird. I'm like, I miss my bitch, but it's like, it's, it's Lindsay and I are just an easy friendship. It's a great friendship. Like she's my best friend. She'd do anything for me. I do anything for her. Like I could go on and on about this girl. It's kind of just like a, a Lindsay shrine right now, but like Lindsay is the best. Like she makes me level up. She supports me and anything that I do. My family loves her. All of my friends love her. I can literally bring Lindsay around any single person in my life and they all love her. They all become friends with her. Like she is just such a great friend and I'm so lucky that I met her and I met her when I was 19. So I met her outside of college. I met her through spin and now she like came over to stride with me. She's a client. Like that's just like, that's my fucking girl right there. You know what I mean? Like that's my sis. So that's how I met Lindsay and prime example. I know I have the right friend because it's just easy with her. It's just, it's all good. It's always good. We always have a great time together. 
we always, she understands me. She understands my lifestyle. Like she just gets me. We have a great time. We make the best of every situation. Like literally can either just be Lindsay and I or a group of a hundred of us. And like, we're still going to have the best time ever. Like just sis and I. So yeah, she's my girl. Okay. Moving on from Lindsay. Um, Katie Brennan, which uh, if you guys heard the podcast, then you know that Katie Brennan and I have been friends since literally forever. Um, Katie Brennan and I have been friends since I was like three or something. She used to live in the neighborhood next to mine and we just got super, super close and we've always stayed good friends. Um, and that's something that like all the rest of the people that I'm going to be talking about, like I don't really know how we got so close. Like Katie, Brennan and I grew up together. So I think that just makes you close like over time. Um, but we would make like efforts to see each other. But like when, like whenever we did see each other, it just felt like no time has passed. And that's a really important trait to have with your friends too. Just to feel like no matter how often or how often you don't see each other, that when you do see each other, it's just as if no time between you two has passed. And I feel that way with my college friend, Carly, who um, she was my roommate next door or my neighbor in my dorm next door. And her and I just got really close because we would um, just hang out every single day together. And that's like that kind of thing with college that I was talking about. But her and I ended up both transferring out of the University of Alabama after our first semester. But when we transferred out, like I've seen her, I think twice since then. And we've always just sort of made an effort to see one another, which has been so great. And whenever we do see each other again, it literally feels like no time has passed. I have that also with my other best friend, uh, Brisa. And I also have that with my other friend, Natalie. Like we, uh, I don't really know how Natalie and I got super, super close because we got really close after high school. Like we went to high school together, but we got super close after high school. And now she lives in Philly. She actually only lives a couple blocks away from me, which is crazy. Um, but Natalie like went to college and then dropped out, went to Hawaii, moved home, then went back to Utah. And like, she's been like living like this very nomadic lifestyle. But every time I see her, it's like no time has passed. And she's a friend that like, I don't have to be talking to all the time. Like we'll talk like a couple times a year. Um, but it's always meaningful talks. And like, it's always like, you know, just catching up, but having value to our conversations. Like she's just a friend that no, it feels like no time has ever passed whenever I'm with her. Same with Brisa. Brisa I've been friends with literally since I was like three. Um, we lived in the same neighborhood. Brisa goes to college out in UCLA in LA. Um, but whenever I do see her, whenever she's home, literally no time has passed. We are just pick up right where we left off. And I think that's super, super, super important with any friends in your life. Um, that's just how you know that they're the right people. When it's easy, when you enjoy the work that it takes to have good friendships, um, you enjoy their time with them, you value their opinion, you value that they fit into your lifestyle, you fit into their lifestyle. It's always give and take. You t- you give 90, you take 10. And the other person should be doing the same thing. Like you always are going to feel like you're giving more, but you should feel so rich in what you get in return that like your friends should be so inspiring to you. Like they should really just like level up with you. We're going to take our last break of the episode really, really fast. And then I'll be right back.
All right, guys. So that is how to find your people. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. I really like the direction that it took and I hope you guys found some value in it. If you have any tips, please leave them in the Facebook group that is Manifest with Tori D. Simone. Um, I would love to hear about it and I'm sure that the other girls would too. So be sure to follow me on Instagram. That is Tori Sterling underscore. Follow Stride on Instagram. We have big announcements coming up this week. So follow Stride. That's at Strides Winning Fitness uh, Instagram. And yeah, I will be sure to talk to you guys next Monday. But have a a wonderful rest of your day. Bye guys. Have a great Monday.